Podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into Missing the Point. We're doing the NPR version of Missing the Point this week. We're going to do really soft, uh, dulcet tones for one another. No, we're not. We're going to talk about football. Trying to keep me calm over here. We're going to talk about poor Bobby's poor last weekend. We're going to look to the future. We're going to look to the past. We're going to look inside ourselves and see if our dreams will last. We will forever be football fans, ladies and gentlemen. And I think this last weekend and the product that they put on is why I... Just had so much fun watching this divisional round, uh, Robert, uh, Mr. Kelly, my co-host, the only one here with me this week. But I think uh, as a tandem, as a twosome, we're going to do a pretty good job of guiding you through what's already happened, what is happening, and what is to come. Bobby, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do you a huge favor. Are we starting with it? The favor I'm going to do you is I'm going to start with the Cowboys-Niners game because as much as maybe it's conventional wisdom to think that the Cowboys are going to lose in the divisional round or they're going to lose in the wild card round or that, you know, whatever they're going to do, whatever they normally do. I do think that long-time listeners of the show will know I have been riding with you on the Cowboys this year because I do, I love ballers, as you know, like the idea of like hating a franchise because of their like geographic location or uh, the colors they wear is silly to me. Like, uh, yeah, like, do I hate my divisional rivals? Sure, that's easy. But as far as like hating the Cowboys goes, it's like, I don't know. They don't really affect me too much in the negative. And when I like a lot of their players, I like a lot of their players. I've told mm-hmm. you this all year. You know, I love a lot of the guys on your defense as much as Diggs piss me off towards the end. I love him when he's on. I love Tony Pollard, even though we're probably not going to see him in Dallas next season, considering the financial implications of Zeke's contract still. But I have to tell you, man, I after last weekend, and I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner, but I do think it feels like a watershed for most people. I don't think I'm the only, I don't think this is a hot take. I think this is sort of universally decided this last weekend based on performance. Dak's a fucking bum, dude. He's a bum. He's black yeah. Kirk Cousins. That's what he is. Yeah, and at, at the end of the day, I think that the more that you flatter to deceive yourself with him, the more pain you're going to go through. He, him and Zeke as a package, the hype that they brought in and the contracts they were given are essentially about to round the corner on crippling your franchise to, to any success. Every time it's, and like, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I think you should be pissed off. Yeah. I think you should be angry that Dak Prescott is getting paid that much money. He's got that much talent, but he's so mentally fucking weak that when the going gets tough and he's in a position to win a game, yeah. he can't do it. He throws yep. a fucking duck. So tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, I mean, listen, so every red flag that was the Cowboys this past season kind of came to fruition. 
in this past game. It was like the ensemble of Cowboys fuck-ups for the season, all in one game. You you said a mouthful there, brother. It really was. And I think the most telling part was one of my best friends is a Cowboys fan. We were texting back and forth. and thought I was your best friend. I'm sorry. What, the, what, what are the listeners at home going to think? Listen, well, listen, I wanted them my, to think we I, only knew each other. My, my cowboy's best friend. Okay, right? so is that better? Is that okay. my cowboy's yeah. best friend? Okay. Once Pollard went out, right? That was really... That, Pollard, was, Pollard, that, Pollard. that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, he was our most electric person on the field all year. He, was, he really is what drove that offense. As much as CD did, Pollard just gave us a different change of pace and such and a playmaker out of the backfield. I want, I want you to row down on, write down on this one, but there's no better indicator and litmus test of who a good running back is than when there's two guys and one is doing better than the other because they got the same blocking it's so the same plays but like one guy's just better than the other you know like you can have a situation where oh fuck like for example in chicago it's like matt forte is like running really really well for a while but then like we lose him and it turns out we just had some good blockers right yeah like right now same situation like it like Oh, it's the blocking scheme. That's who. That's what's happening. Like we we have really good run blockers, and like that's what's happening. I've seen it happen with team after team after team. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing it for years. You know they've been shipping off expensive running backs to other teams that don't Broncos, do as well. Broncos in the mid two thousands. Right, right, and it's like oh, it turns out they're just scheming the run really well, and the blocking's really good, and anyone can do it. The Cowboys is not that. It's the opposite of that. It's Tony Pollard is factually better than Zeke Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott at running fucking ball. That's just like the. That's just clear. There was a couple of separate plays where there would be a hole, right? And Pollard breaks that run for 15 to 20 yards, and Zeke would get four, five. You know, he, he's just so slow. He looks, man. he looks he's so slow. He looks uh, like re- very Fat. regular, very regular. Fat. He looks like a regular guy. He looks like one of us trying to hit a hole. Yeah, you man, know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's saddening from where he was. But wait, yeah. so back to where we were. So, Pollard goes out, right? And I text my buddy. I'm like, listen, this game is on Dak. This is Dak's legacy game. It was always going to be. If we're going to win this game, it's because of Dak Prescott. And you know what he texted me back? Ugh. That's all he said. One one word, U-G-H. That's it. And that's really all you need to know about who (laughs) Dak Prescott is. You know what I mean? That's, That's it, man. And it's like, listen, he has moments where he is a top, he looks like a top five quarterback in the NFL. And there's no doubt about that. He absolutely has those moments. But there's such a peak and valley with this dude that just, it irks my brain so hard because he makes throws some games where you're like, that's my guy, that's my quarterback. And then the next game, the, the best example I can give you is that interception right after that, the Pollard injury. I think that was him in a nutshell. That, I really that, think that was him bro, in a nutshell. It's, it's, you're, you're within the 20, right? Lamb's open, and if you put that ball right in his chest, that's a completion and a first down. We might score a touchdown and win that game, but you don't. It's three feet to the right of him. 49er gets the hand on the ball, picked. 49ers go ahead at half. And that's really, that's the season he also right like You I know what I mean? Like I We weren't coming back like, at that point. Don't you feel like, so basketball right like we do a basketball shows here as well uh, a lot of people are like football like basketball so like hope i don't lose too many people with this reference but if you're clutch in a basketball game in the closing minutes when the game is close your vision makes the basket look enormous to you because right. you're clutch you're there's ice in your veins if not if you're panicking if you haven't if you've gotten in your own head and you're getting in your own way you're looking through a pinhole right you're like that your vision is tiny 
that's what was happening to Dak because how could he not see that coverage? Yeah. How could right. he not see that coverage? Like the, all that, all that uh, defensive back had to do was step up and catch the ball because he was Dak's vision was so limited in that game. Like he wasn't seeing open guys. He wasn't seeing uh, very clear defensive backs that are going to make a play on the ball. And quite frankly, Bob, it's so clear when def- when safeties and corners and linebackers are happy who's throwing the ball. Like, you could tell that the 49ers secondary was like, let's make this motherfucker beat us because yeah. yeah. that's not happening. And yeah. when that starts... You're like, oh, shit. Like, it's such a game of momentum in that sense, don't you think? Like, you could just tell they were having fun that it was Dak dropping back, and he was not responding with any sort of, fuck that, fuck that. Like, just, like, na- like let's make this work. Let's make this work. Plus, good God, the goddamn coaching decisions towards the end, like, the plays they were running. Like, the, they had, they were, the game was a game until they had, yeah. until the last possession, essentially. I mean, it was dwindling by that point, but the percentages weren't zero. I mean, and at the least punt, give the yourself punt, a chance. Like the punt on, I think it was fourth and six. Oh, and, and even seven with two minutes left. With like, San Francisco two, yeah. made a mistake. They, they gave, gave the you ball guys back. the opportunity. Yeah. They gave you guys the opportunity by not running out of bounds, right? And they, and it's like that's the thing that kills teams. Like when you when when a mistake like that happens, that's when it's like, oh, blood in the water, blood in the water. And then no, you can't take advantage. Why? Because you're punting early. You're designing middle of the field throws. When you have the clock against you, you're, uh, you're not you're dragging se- that second. You're foot. not dragging second feet. Experienced wide receivers not dragging their second foot. I mean, it's just that to me isn't individual mistakes. That's bad. That's a badly run system. Yeah. You know, yeah. products of a badly run system. And I think what's unfortunate and it's it's true. It's a reality as we talked about this is if it didn't happen this year, you got to start over. You yeah. got to start over. But the thing is, like, I, it's not, they're not going to. Not this year, at least. I, I, I this that's, is, this that's is, the purgatory, right? It's the purgatory. Yeah, we're in like purgatory. Being a good 100%. team. Not a great team, a good team. Not bad enough to start over. Not, you know, it's such a bad spot to be Listen, in. Listen, if, if they go out and they make some moves and they get a second wide receiver, a legit one like Brandon Cooks or something like that, like, I could see us making noise. But it's just, it, it's, it, it, it all comes back to that same thing that, like, next year, right? We could absolutely be one of the better teams in the NFL. We could we could literally have this same exact progression happen because Dan Quinn's coming back. You know what I mean? Like the, the squad's coming back next year, man. And it, it just gets to a point now where it's like it's such a make or break year for Dak Prescott. And I am so far towards the break part at this point where I think it's, it's like, done, dude. I think it's done. I think it's clear. He's, yeah, he's gotta show me at this point. That's where it comes down to where it's like if 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 there's any hiccups in the system next year where where Dak looks like this again bro what do you what are we doing here that's what it comes to is like we're we're we're, we're destined for another divisional loss next year like we can go through all this bullshit again and it's just going to end in the same exact place when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, and you know, I think you were well within your rights to be happy that you won that wild card game because I think winning a game in the playoffs is obviously an achievement for this franchise at this point. And I'm not trying to be mean. I just think that's the reality of the we situation. We did that a few years ago. Same exact thing. Seattle. Remember? We played I, Seattle. But I, you know, that was the 98 bucks. Dak, yeah. Dak looked awesome. Yeah. And then we sucked against the Rams. Yeah. Next but I mean, Literally the nine, and, the nine and eight books, the nine and eight books, you could have put Cooper Rush out there. You know, if, in retrospect, I know Agreed. hindsight's Agreed. 2020, but like you could have put Cooper Rush out there. It would have made a fucking difference. Now, Tony Pollard, to me, is the litmus test for how this franchise is being run. Agreed. Say what you will. You and I have had our worst arguments in since we've known each other about the Pittsburgh Steelers and like whether or not they're good and whether or not they're well run. Say what you will about them. They make the right personnel decisions per, like in re, in relation to contract demands so much better than so many other regular uh, uh, NFL teams. They send away what are becoming expensive running backs because they know how to draft skill positions. You, to me, it's very clear that you have to incentivize a team to take on Ezekiel Elliott's contract from you. Like this, this seems like a no-brainer for the Dallas Cowboys. You need to incentivize a team to take that contract off your hands. It, and what I mean by that is you need to give them something that makes it worth their while to take that dead weight onto their so team. So like the NBA trade where you give them like a an NBA trade. Just exactly like that. Yeah. You, you go to the Houston Texans. You go to the Las Vegas Raiders if they don't get Brady. You go to any number of, of the Jets. You say, okay, listen. We'll give you two second round picks and Ezekiel Elliott for nothing. We'll give you a late first rounder. I don't, you know, your your first rounder is probably not worth that much. Uh, for and Zeke for for two, a second rounder and a third rounder or something. You you help them move up the the draft so that they can plan three to five out and they see out that contract. And, and Ezekiel Elliott just wastes away in somewhere where we don't have to talk about him ever again. You don't pay running backs that money. You yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. It's, it's, what's so sad is like it's not even like he's he's an average running back anymore because he's not, man. He's he is he is if I have a theory that like so there's there's a whole thing that he might restructure to stay here, you know, uh really, really revamp that contract. That'd be a big restructure. Big restructure, big restructure. However, if he gets cut by the Cowboys, right, and he doesn't come back, I think he's unemployed next year, man. I, oh yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's, there's not one to why oh, yeah. watching the tape that you saw from Ezekiel. Elliott How many running backs year, are right? there? There's so many. You can't. There's sign so many good dude. ones. He's he he is he is the epitome. I I I said this so many times to you this year, Mister Three Point Four. Mm-hmm. He is literally Mister Three. I have never seen a running back take take a fifteen to twenty yard run and turn it into a three yard run more than I saw what this dude did. He's this slow. Year. He's so slow. And also, so, if we're if we're being really honest, Bob, like, I mean, this is a really cynical point of view, but it, I think it's inevitable. You saw it in this game. The 49ers, and I know we're talking a lot about the Cowboys, and the 49ers deserve their praise. It's it's, it's my it's my it's my swan song for no, know, I no, I, I'm with you. I, I'm honestly, morning. I'm I'm happy to do it. I think you deserve it. It's your show. I I the future of the running back position is the positionless. Skill player lining up yeah. behind 100%, the one hundred percent. You saw it one hundred percent. You saw it in San Francisco, and it seemed like the most obvious thing in the world when you saw it. You when you have Brandon Ayuk, when you have Debo Samuel, when you have Christian McCaffrey, when you have guys that are fast that can catch the ball, that can run, that can hit holes. You throw a lot of looks at a defense, and it's just better. 
And Ezekiel Elliott is a product of a, a recently, but a bygone era. He's a, he's a, he's a, a running back that belongs. He's a bruiser. 10 years ago, you know, right. I mean, I don't think Eddie, Eddie George is my all-time favorite running back. He's my all-time favorite running back that I ever watched play for the Titans, that Air McNair, Eddie George, Kevin Dyson, yeah. all yeah. those guys. I loved that team. Madden, I was Madden nine years old. Madden 99. Loved it. Eddie George was a beast in Madden, and that's literally why I liked him, but I loved watching him in real life, too. I bought tickets to the Patriots playing the Titans so I could go see Eddie George in real life. Like, I loved, I had an Eddie George jersey, even though I wasn't a Titans fan. Loved that guy. You get it. You you remember loving, like, Barry Sanders back bro. in the day yeah, because, like, yeah. you know, you just liked a player when you were a kid. That, he was one of my favorites. I think he's one of the best running backs of all time. He wouldn't survive in today's NFL. You know, yeah, it, it he'd just be like doesn't one work. of those three, four year backs where like he's like six he's foot four. Re- it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like Bro, it's he'd it's, be a tight end in in today's in today's NFL. It's such know? a difference. There's there's so much speed on the field today, right? It, it, in this era of the NFL, that like yeah. having that difference maker out of the backfield that can run a route and create a mismatch. Because he's just so fast and you have to put an outside linebacker on him. You have to put someone on him that that's why that's why Kittle's so good. That's why Kelsey's so good. It's all about yeah. those mismatches that they create. Like yeah. you saw you saw uh I mean the best example is Kittle this past weekend running a seam up the route and he has Christian uh what's his name? I, I can't even think of his name. Defensive tackle for the Cowboys is covering fucking George Kittle up the middle. Mm-hmm. Like that th- that's why well, we talking about those this. tight we ends talked about are this so all powerful. Year. You know, like the the era of the Ray Lewis linebacker, like that's not a linebacker anymore. That's an edge rusher, you know, or or a defensive tackle even. That's not you, it, like the safeties are so fucking fast and mobile now. Linebackers are so fast and mobile now because yeah. it's it's a throwing game now. It's not smash mouth at all anymore. Like the the swan oh, song of that was that one. Yeah. Uh, that one Broncos season with Tim Tebow. That was like the last time we saw that kind of football. It doesn't work anymore. Everyone's too fast. Yeah. But point being, Ezekiel Elliott, that's all she wrote, folks. Somebody's going to have to take that contract on or you cut him and you take the penalty. I don't know. But like, it sounds to me like you're thinking the best case scenario might be to take the cap hit by cutting him because you're not going to do that much restructuring of the entire team and you use what you have left to maybe make one more gamble or run with Dak and get him two, one or two more weapons, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's definitely the hope. I mean, listen, I, I don't even think the restructure is good. I think you wash your hands, Zeke, just because of... No, you have to do something. You have to. Because like you, yeah, if you cut Pollard, him and you take that Pollard cap hit, that cap hit's huge. And Pollard's got to be the guy, man. Pollard's got to be the guy in this offense. I know that injury. But I don't like, think you're going to do that, though, is the problem. And, and, I don't think uh, you're going to do it. We'll see. I know. You know how they are. I know. Listen, I am very aware that it's very possible that Ezekiel is RB1 on this team next year, and that's going to be a disaster. So we'll see. The only thing Jerry Jones likes more than fucking up contracts for his team is blocking young black children from going into school. So moving on. Uh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I got the receipts. Oh, my God. Moving on. Uh, moving on, despite the uh, Jim Crow era Cowboys, uh, we have some. We have some. All right, uh, LeBron. All right, LeBron. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I got the pictures to prove it. He wasn't wrong. I mean, as much as I hate LeBron, that was like the most true thing he ever said. <laughs> I hate him for basketball reasons. So it's because he's good. You know, nobody ever gave a shit about fucking uh, Ilgauskas. <laughs> you don't hate that guy. It's the, I, I call love Zildjernis. I love Zildjernis. Yeah, you love him because he's goofy and nobody gives a shit. So a lot of basketball references on this pod. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the Eagles Giants real quick because I think that there's like the least amount of nuance in this game. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Giants uh, are who we thought they were, right? I, I mean, I think they're a very well coached team. I think mm-hmm. that they, they, we, you know, we, you and I love Dable. I think we're very high on him. I think, I hope he either gets talent on that roster or somebody snatches him and he becomes like a, a great coach somewhere else. But as far as coaches go, and I've been saying this on this podcast for a few years now. Put some fucking respect on his name. Uh, Brian Dable, like, great. But, like, look at what the Eagles do to guys like Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get on to talk about this when we get on to talk about the Chiefs. But, like, what's very clear is when you have a good coach in a system where you're not going to give him the weapons and the tools and, and, the, and the ability to, to do, to li- get to his highest expectations like the Eagles did with, with Andy Reid, you're you're wasting a fucking talent and he's going to go build an amazing team somewhere else. So my hope is that and, you know, I, I really do. I'm still banging the Andy Reid drum. I do think he's the most talented coach in the NFL. And like, I think what he's done in Kansas City really proves that. But if the Giants can learn from anything, it's the team that beats them, that beat them this past weekend's past mistakes. It's what the Eagles did to Andy Reid. I hope the Giants don't do to Brian Dable, if that makes sense. I, I They yeah. need to realize the talent that they have in the coaching room, and they need to go get him some people because there's nobody on that team. You know, I, Saquon Barkley is a great running back, but we just talked about running backs and, and, and you know, what they are in, in the NFL now. The Eagles came out and tonked the fucking Giants. Bro, they beat their because, ass. Beat because their ass. they literally are man-to-man better than them. At every single position, D-tackle to offensive line, uh, safety to to running back to quarterback to to cornerback to everything. They're better man on man across the entire roster. So what did we talk about? Yes, the Giants made a good run. Yes, they had a a better record than their talent the talent on the roster like deserved. Yes, it was because of the coaching staff. But the playoffs find you out. That's what they're there for. That's the whole fucking point. So what happened? The Eagles are just a better team. Do I think the Eagles are the better are a better team than everyone left in the playoffs? We'll talk about that. But like. This was always going to happen, right? Like Dable yeah. tried to get clever whenever Jalen Hurts came out. He was like, oh, y'all thought my shoulder was hurt? No. Nope. I'm good. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> dime, 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 think- dime. Run, 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 run. And we win. It was amazing. It was a great performance. I mean, I don't love the Eagles, but it was a great performance. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What really encapsulated how mismatched they were was the fact that Brian Dabo went for it on fourth and eight. In he was the trying. Quarter. He was trying but everything. He, was, he he knew that they didn't have a shot of stopping them. You know what I mean? They, well, they because had you, no well, you got to throw you got to throw momentum looks at a right. game like that, right? You got to try to like how how uh, Doug Peterson beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's like you got to try to you got to try to like grab momentum. You got to try to get in the other team team's head. You could tell he was trying to do that, but they were just so outclassed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I felt bad for him, honestly. I like he did everything he could to to throw different looks at the team and you could tell he was just like trying to get creative trying to get clever but like the fucking eagles are so good <laughs> like i i kind of i think i've been in denial about the eagles all year like because of how they're structured and how they're built as a team i've 
been sort of waiting for them to get found out. But the only time that really happened was when Jalen Hurts was injured. So I don't I don't know if if they you know, I mean, this is the running joke on this show all year was like, and nobody believes in the Eagles and nobody believes in the Eagles. But they're more likely than ever to win the whole fucking thing. Right. Like Pat Mahomes, ankles fucking hurt. The Bills got completely found out by the Bengals. We'll talk about that next. The The 49ers are really the, the biggest hurdle that the Eagles are yeah. going to face. And like they they should have. They should have beat the Cowboys worse, if we're being honest. So, I don't know. The Eagles might go to the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> yeah, happen. no, I, I actually, so I had like a a come to reality moment earlier today where I was like kind of sitting at work, just like thinking about football, thinking about how fucking shitty the Cowboys are. <laughs> you know, just kind of, you know, reveling in my my my. Bobby's talking to himself again. Something, and it, and <laughs> that really is what was happening, to be honest. But like, I just had this come to Jesus moment that I was like, I might have to watch the fucking Eagles in the Super Bowl again, man. Again. Now you got to cheer for the team to beat your team. That's the situation yeah, you're in. Yeah, right? 100%. I have to because the, the, they are more than likely going to the Super Bowl. The Eagles really are, besides the Bengals, who we'll get to, are the best team in the NFL. Those are the two, man. Um, it when you When you just watch them against a team that they should beat, like we keep seeing this where it's like, the Bills were good. They got their ass kicked. The, the all these teams that are supposed to be elite teams, when they play teams that they're better than, that they should be beating by two or three touchdowns, they win by mm-hmm. seven. They win by three. You know what I mean? It's like a scrap fest. And the Eagles just come out and they beat these teams into the ground, man. And it's like week after week, you can't deny what's going on there. They have so many weapons. They are a fast fucking team. From top to bottom, they are so they're like what the Dolphins wish they were. You know what I mean? Like with, with AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, with Devontae Smith, like they just have so many they're weapons. Scary. Goddard, they're scary. Goddard being back adds another element that they didn't have before. And when they also they, they also sort of look like what I what I love. This is I you're like one of the only people I know that it's actually going to understand what I'm about to say. But like they sort of look like. Like the villains in a in a in a football movie, like if everything we've said about the about the the with the with the, with the, year, with the pass rush, you know yeah, what I mean? Well, with but, that but I, I don't even mean that. Rush, I literally dude. mean like the uniforms and how many of them have dark, darkened visors on their helmets and like the like the way that the the kind of yeah. swagger they bring to the table. Like everything we've talked about the 49ers, but in reverse, like the 49ers, like their red is popping this year. You know, like there's something about like their jerseys this year. It's just popping, like. The the way Christian McCaffrey looks in a 49ers uniform just popping. The way that the 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 way that Bosa like kind of walks around, the way he's got his jersey took tucked up. It's like they're the Captain America team, you know? And now we have this like fucking it's like the, the mighty jerseys. ducks. It's like the, the mighty ducks, jerseys. right? Where it's like, oh shit, like here come the Russians. <laughs> like it's like dark green, dark visors. Jalen Hurts has got fucking mud running down his face and the, with the fucking like the fucking eye black. Like they, that's how they roll, right? And it's like I kind of like it. <laughs> it's just yeah. like I love a narrative, I love a story, right? And for these two teams to meet, I think gives us such a like what I love about the teams that are are left. And I'm going to use this to transition into not only the final game of of the divisional round, but also the previews. What I love about the teams that are left is like there's a lot of fucking like I'm gonna win this shit attitude at a lot of different teams, like. All the all the motherfuckers that are left really, really, really believe in themselves. So like moving on to the next game, Patrick Mahomes is yelling on the sidelines, like yelling on the sidelines to go back in. 
right? Like you just like that was some gangster shit. Like okay, yeah, like that shit, was just bro. baller. Like I was like, I, like the thing is, right? I don't hate the Chiefs. I think that they're really fucking fun to watch. Like they're an AFC team. It doesn't really affect me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and and so on and so on to the end of time. I like watching the Chiefs. They're fucking fun. I like Travis Kelsey. I like Pat Mahomes. I like Andy Reid, as you just heard. P- Pat Mahomes is going. Yelling at trainers. I want to go back in the fucking game. And trainers like, I don't know, man. I'm just doing my fucking job. He's yelling at motherfuckers. Coach, I, the coach, I, when, when a coach tells you you have to go get an X-ray to, yeah. before he puts you back in the game, yeah. like you're a gangster. You're, yeah, no, you're a beast. You're bro, a beast. You're and a like he must have said some shit in that locker room at halftime to come back out because then he yeah. comes back out and he shits on him. It's it's dope. I love it. Right. I love that from Pat Mahomes. So brief aside, because we don't have a ton of time left. Brief aside. All credit to the Jacksonville Jaguars. All credit for getting to where they are. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to talk about next season. Yeah. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback in this Maybe league. a top 10 power rankings team. I think they're going to be a top 10 power rankings team. I think we're going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence as a po- possible outside top 5 QB next year. Probably at least a top 10 QB next year. If they do all the right stuff in the offseason and they put they give him they, they give him the tools to win. I think he's got the attitude. I think he's... I, I, I love how many fucking ballers we have in this league right now i genuinely do love the guy i i hope that that the six jacksonville jaguar fans that exist are happy i hope that that tiny tiny market uh it deserves what they what they have and i think they're going to be a good team for the first time in my life in in a year but that's not today today you came up against andy reed possibly the greatest coach in the history of the sport you came up against pat mahomes gonna retire as one of the all-time best quarterbacks pat mahomes on a mission because what, what was he saying on the sidelines, Bobby? He wasn't saying, put me back in against the Jags. He was saying, I got to go see Joe Burrow in the fucking AFC championship yeah. game. That's what he was saying. It was written all over his face. He's like, that motherfucker has had my number. And he's coming up. He's coming up on everybody's social media a little bit more. He's talking that shit. He's doing little spinny throws from the end zone. He's doing all his fucking gangster shit. He's mad. Pat Mahomes is mad that Joe Burrow is trying to take his fucking chicken. That's a fucking fact, right? So yeah. Pat Mahomes yeah. is going, hey. I'm put me back in that fucking game. I love this. I love this narrative. So you have that. You got Pat Mahomes. You got Joe Burrow. You got Jalen Hurts. You got fucking, you got fucking the baby. Brock Purdy. Yeah. You got Brock the baby Purdy. and Brock Purdy and fucking in the 49ers. Who also has that swag? Yeah. Who's also he, got he that? Does, he's got, he's had that swag from week, from the first week. I love it. I love it. I love this generation of QBs, but I'm using this to transition to the next thing. I agree with you because it's a fact. It's a it's a it's a it's a provable fact that Joe Burrow has Pat Mahomes' number. But I don't know, man. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. He's got some shit to say all of a sudden. That Chiefs team is good. I'm I'm leaning that way because the 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 Bengals going out and beating the Bills seem to me the, to be the most valuable bet of the weekend. Like I. Yeah. I I, was, I, yeah, I, I felt that, like I bro. found a fucking gold nugget in 1889 in San Francisco when I saw that fucking plus that that plus 290 or whatever I bet on them. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "You guys have the Bengals losing." I think this it was sh-? the snow. I think it was the snow. I think that's you what think made it was people the snow think they're from Buffalo, that, motherfucker. No, that's that's what I mean. I think that no, I mean like oh, I you think, think that's, that's why, why the line was the like line that? was so that was Cincinnati's so Cincinnati's not fucking bro, warm, dog. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it when I saw it either. I was like I couldn't press. Listen, if there's bet fast enough, if there's a team that I have confidence in right now, right, right? we we can <laughs> glance past that Jacksonville uh, KC game because listen, Chad Henney beat you, Jacksonville. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, so yeah that's he becomes, did a 98 yard touchdown drive. Come on, Chad Henney. That come game on. was over right then. Right. That that that's it. Um, I was like, you guys, no, no, listen, but, no, no, all credits to them. They were, they went farther than they did. You just Chris Collinsworth me? Did you just Chris Collinsworth me? What did I do? You guys, you I guys, did, did <laughs> you yes, um, got that. <laughs> yeah, I did. That was good. But yeah, bro, if there's a team I have more confidence in over anyone right now, and this is, this has really been, we've been talking about this since like week thirteen, since last it's, season. <laughs> it's it's the Cincinnati fucking Bengals and Joe Burrow, I man. I haven't seen. A quarterback with this much swag since Tom Brady in his heyday. That's really oh, where he's at. Oh, it's better swag than that. Though. It's it is better because, because it's he's better just, swag because he's he's, so he's awesome. not swagging. He's not swagging into the game to throw fucking seven yard checkdowns all day. He's swagging into the game he's to like doing throw spin, a fucking forty yard bomb, yards. fuck your wife, and then go home. Like that's what yeah. he's doing. J- Joe Burrow's a man. Joe Burrow. Uh, he's Mister Steal Your Girl. Like he he is what every team wishes their fucking quarterback was oh, literally wow. you know what i mean there isn't a team in the nfl even the chiefs like that that's where the mahomes thing comes in now is like even the chiefs i feel like at this point look at joe burrow and they're like man that dude that dude's something because he really is have you ever seen a quarterback with this much swag like bro i i borderline this is this next line is a shout out to our good friend and often contributor mike Marcangelo. i borderline when he walks onto the field here Shawn michaels intro music (laughs) it's like i hear that guitar unbelievable yeah i'm like oh Um, fuck (laughs) like here comes joe burrow and he is not here to fuck around like it's like what what really encapsulates joe burrow as a quarterback is so pat mahomes is our is our our, our goat of this generation, right? He's the guy that 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 everyone Absolutely. looks up to. That like everyone's like, this and, is the and guy. He proves this, it week in week and, out. He's a beast. And, and guess what? Joe Burrow fucking owns this he dude. Does. He, he owns does. him. He, he owns does. him. And, Joe and, Burrow doesn't give a fuck about your goat. And that just like right, he just comes in there and he's like, bro, no, not not yeah, today. Sorry. And it's 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 amazing. It really is. Oh, I he, love him. he he took. So we'll talk about the Bills a little bit too. He took the Super Bowl champs, everyone's Super Bowl champs. You know what I mean? He the Bills were the darling of this year. They they were the darling. They had the Demar Hamlin thing. They had the, all this stuff that like everyone's like the Bills are the team of destiny. And then Joe Burrow came in in the snow in Buffalo, where it's supposed to be like their their domain. Like this is what they do. He came in there and said, "Fuck you." Yeah, but on that note, dominated like, them. On that note, dominated like, them. He didn't just win the game. He came in and he won the game from the start. Like from, it wasn't like drive one, drive one. Yeah, yep. it wasn't like it was like a back and forth. Da da da. Like Joe yeah. Burrow was like, Domination. "I'm Joe Burrow. I'm here. You're you're not chicken wings are not that hard to make. Shut the fuck up and go home." Like I don't. I felt I you. felt very good about my bet when I saw that slow motion spin during warmups. <laughs> Dude, I felt very Twitter. good about my back. I couldn't. I felt I, you very never good. catch Vegas with their very pants good. down like that. They, you never catch down. Vegas with their pants down like Bro, that. that was I couldn't rough. believe it. Yeah. I was so confident. And I'll tell you something else. Josh Allen, like, I don't want to put the blame at his feet because what was very glaringly obvious in that game is that the, the Buffalo Bills cannot run the ball. They're Cowboys they cannot East. Run the, right? they're, they're Cowboys East. That's who the Bills are right now. I don't, I don't know. You guys at least have Tony Pollard. And no, Josh Allen like, is infinitely just, more talented than I just fucking mean, Dak Prescott. Like the inability to change who they are, and like the yeah. inability to adapt to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Which that's which and the, the Bills those Bengals are, are the right opposite now. of that. The Bengals right. are the Exa- full blown opposite. Exactly. Of that. Yes. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, have, yeah. No, you're totally perfect. right. I mean, I it, like 
they couldn't run the fucking ball. Yeah, like they, they could, could not run they, the ball. They, they couldn't adjust to 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 the to what the Bengals were throwing at them. The no. Bengals it was, came the out there was like, over we're going to kick your ass. And the Bills were like, okay. They imposed their will. The commentator, <laughs> okay. who was commentating on that? Was it Romo? It was Romo, yeah. Yeah, Romo just kept being like, and I, I honestly think it's, in, it's a miracle to me that he can tie his shoes in the morning. He's one of the dumbest people I've ever heard speak. But he He's kept really saying, what? He's really bad this year. No, he's a terrible commentator. Bobby. Really like bad. I, I don't understand. It's, he's it's really, really like. But you know what Why I like. To, you? you know what I like to do though when I get really mad at Tony Romo when I go like, "Wow, you're really bad at this." Like, how could it possibly be worse? I remember that he replaced Phil Sims, who was the all-time worst he sports was, commentator right. by far. Is like he was he was so bad that that first year with Tony Romo, everyone was like, "Tony Romo, wow, best this is amazing." Ever. <laughs> Oh, Jim Nance, Jim Nance, towards the end of Phil Sims, openly despised Phil Sims, like yeah. openly despised him. Like, he would call him out. Him. I remember that. I remember. He was that. like, "Phil, what are you talking about? Like that doesn't. You played this game. This doesn't make any sense, dude." Phil Sims, very, very lucky that uh, he got the commentary contract that he got. Very lucky they put him on the end of the fucking table for the halftime show on CBS now. Uh, very, very lucky that he had Bill Parcells as a coach to to help him just steal a living as a quarterback because he was about as good a quarterback as he was a commentating. And the, the answer to that is not very also good. also very lucky. The Buffalo Bills that are the Dallas Cowboys of the East. Yeah, right. Because he wouldn't have a Super Bowl without it. Right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Buffalo Bills love losing in Super Bowls during that era. So, yeah, Romo. Good God, man. I, I like he just he's got the face and voice and brain of a dumb guy. But he uh, he he did make a good kind of point i mean it was kind of obvious but the entire time he's like they're just imposing their will jim they're just imposing their will just imposing their will i mean he repeated himself like rain man every every 10 seconds but he was right they just imposed their it. will he called like, it from the first draft he's like the bills he was are like they're not reacting they're not, they're not yeah they're right. not changing exactly and i and i just think i just think the way that the bills presented themselves in the afc the way that joe burrow presented himself in the afc the way that patrick mahomes has continued to present him and his team and andy reed has continued to present that team in the afc the Bills going into next season, when we start talking about that, you know, come uh, the end of summer, uh, the Bills are, are, and Josh Allen specifically, are the outside shot at this point. Like, they're they're yeah, not number two. Sure. They're not for they're sure. not the ones directly chasing the Chiefs anymore. They're just not. Like, that's yeah. just the way it is. If the Bills had gotten through that game, they would have lost to the Chiefs. But the, the Bengals got through, and smart money's on them. So, yeah. uh, you know, history's on them. So... Looking now, we'll move on to that. Looking ahead to this, your heart of hearts, to, to, you know, I I understand the history here, but your heart of hearts, you're 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 looking at this unbelievable game that's obviously going to be awesome. It's like, and I and I just I know I've said this a lot this year. I really, as much as the the NFL does not give a shit about their players, and as much as they are letting brains melt, and they definitely wanted the teams to warm back up after Demar Hamlin like died on the field, and all of this is true, and they're obviously monsters. Do they put a good product on TV? I am a to it. I cannot wait, help I can't myself wait for this weekend. Like I am beside myself with how yeah. good football is. Like yeah. it's part. It's a perfect sport. It's a, it's, it's a, a perfect. It's a perfect four teams to round out the. Per, you know what I mean? Like oh, that's, that's what, what, I'm what I mean. It's they they yeah they yeah. Oh it's man, perfect. it's so good, perfect. Bob. So in your heart of hearts. Yes, Joe Burrow has Pat Mahomes' number and has in the past. Yes, the momentum is a little bit on their side. Yes, we're concerned about Pat Mahomes' ankle. The gambler in me thinks that that's going to move the line in Vegas, and I still want to bet on the Chiefs. What do you think? Um, no, I'm going Bengals you don't think all so. the way, man. No. You're, you're riding with them Bengals. Bro, 
they feel so disrespected that this game is even in Kansas City. And and this well, okay. well you team... want you lost a bunch of games at the start of the season. Like what the fuck? Like yeah, they look like, like shit at the so, start of the year. They so, just did. But like this Bengals team having any extra motivation to me is so scary for the rest mm. of the NFL. That is just like you you know, you you look at what the most powerful thing is in football most of the time, and it's that no one believes in us attitude, man. We we've seen it so many goddamn times. And I mean, look look at the 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 Bucks when they beat the Chiefs. You know what I mean? The Chiefs were the 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 favorite. The Bengals last year beating the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Everyone was talking about that Bills uh Chiefs game and how that was really the AFC championship game and like blah blah blah. Bengals came out there and just dominated them in the second half. Having that attitude to me, man, in this squad with Joe Burrow, I know it's Pat Mahomes, but like I don't think that ankle injury can be understated. I know, he, I know he wasn't though? limping. Did you see him on the sidelines? I know. Though? I know. That dude's a dog. He's I know you're going through. Chiefs, right? You, you've been you've been riding them all year. Dude, it's a fucking stay away bet for me, man. It like everything we've just talked about, like, has it even convinced me more? Like, there's no smart money in this game because yeah, every fair. every time I find myself thinking about betting on a game like this, I'll think to myself, "Oh, well, Joe Burrow has had their number," and then I'll think, "Oh, but Pat Mahomes on the sidelines." Oh, well, Andy Reid. I really think I I just I I think they're both great fucking teams, and I don't want to be rooting so against. Maybe the them. over. Maybe the over. Yo, so I actually, you know how I I hedged uh, against my Cowboys bet, and it actually saved me. Is I bet the under because the under the it was forty two and a half or something like that, and I was like, yeah, defense. You know, if the Cowboys lose, it's a good hedge, right? Because if the Cowboys lose, they're gonna lose like nineteen to twelve. They lost me so much goddamn money. I I know, I would have been rich. But it was it's it's a smart hedge for for all you uh, uh, future addicted gamblers out there. It's a smart hedge because we don't <laughs> encourage addiction. And please uh, see someone and call gambling.org, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, As I check the... my phone for my bets for tonight <laughs> that I'm not even, that I'm not even watching. You Celtics tonight? You know, I did. What's, yeah, what's going did. on with them? I don't know. I haven't watched. So. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> stay, stay on top. But gambling, the, the, it was a smart hedge because I was like, well, if I bet the Cowboys and they win, I'm good. But if they lose, they're going to lose a defensive game. So I bet the under. And because you never want to just bet the under, right? You never want to be cheering against teams making plays. That's just fucking bull. I hate betting the under. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can hedge the under, you can hedge the under. If you think that if your bet is going to lose, it's going to lose a certain way. So you're riding with the Bengals. I think if I had to, if I had to, I, 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 I'm not sure. I am not sure. So I'm not going to bet it, but. If I had to put hang my flag on either one, I'd probably hang it on the Chiefs. But I probably want the Bengals to win. Like, there's, I just I, like I like both, but I think I like one more. Let's just end it now with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles against Eagles the 49ers. Niners. What I want from you is I want you to tell me what the game looks like with the Eagles winning, because I think I know what you're going to say. It's going to be a fucking route, and what the game looks like with the 49ers winning. What like? It's one of those games where I feel like we we're gonna know who's gonna win in the first quarter. You know, yeah. like the, the the way that the game shapes up almost immediately, right? Because both teams have a way to win. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Where it's if the 49ers win, it's gonna be McCaffrey has two first quarter touchdowns, or, or you know, maybe two first half touchdowns, and the Niners get out to like a twenty one to seven lead, a seventeen to seven lead, and the Eagles can never quite catch up. If the Eagles win, it's 17 nothing eagles from the get-go yeah. right it's it, it's quick 
they it's, smash it's, him it's, in the it's a big it's game. a big play to AJ yeah. Brown up the seam. Yeah. It's it's a big play to Goddard. You know, I don't, hurts I don't see that happening. Hard run. I don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't either. I think the Niners win this game. I do. I do too. I, I, I think I they do smack too. them in the mouth, bro. I think the Niners win this game. Interesting. I do too. I mean, are, are you being a little bit of a homer though? A little. I, I kind little, of feel for like sure. they are though. I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm I, I I am being a homer. There's no doubt about that. Where, <laughs> listen, I do, is it hope or is it do you think? With, it's with, it's like, a, rational. Evidence? It's both. It's both. Where listen, I think the the Eagles and the Cowboys would have been a great game because I think they're very alike. I think I think well, the Cowboys were very a, fast. The Cowboys didn't have to come through San Francisco. I feel like they would have had a better shot at yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, if we had to play the yeah. Eagles for sure, I because yeah. because we're very similar teams. Where it's like we have we have big play tight ends. Yeah. We have a big wide receiver. We your divisional rivals, so you've seen each other twice. And the, the would have been a great the, game. The thing the thing with the Eagles that scares me is. The biggest thing for them is their pass rush. If their pass rush is dominating you, there's nothing you can do about it. You're fucked. But the 49ers have the right kind of team and the right kind of squad to expose that. Where, Mat- where, where Matador, if they run Matador those screens, defense. those yeah. right. If they run those screens, you know, they like run make those, them pressure those, you, make them overrun the ball, and exactly. then get your skill, get, get outside the ball out and quick to your skill and players. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going down the seat, bro. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's that's what the 49ers are going to do to them. Right. And if it's successful, I I don't I hate to be this guy because I love close games. I don't think this game is going to be close. I think it's a blowout either way. I it's think if better. the 49ers win, they win by a touchdown. Yeah. I think if the Eagles win, they win by 20. You know, I I, I think that we're done with the rounds where it's like, oh, someone missed an extra point. Oh, shit. That was a blown coverage. Like we're now into elite territory where it's like, who either the 49ers win their way or the Eagles win their way. And the, the way the 49ers win is they win by stifling the offense, yeah. uh, making great, like making defensive plays at exactly the right time. I, I think Shanahan's the better coach, which I think might edge it a little bit. Like I, I've been really high on him all year for good reason. I mean, this is, is such a fucking douchebag. He's a douche, but he's not a bad coach. I mean, no, he's not. He's not. I mean, I I agree with you. It's like Doug Peterson. Like he's a fucking tool, but he's like he's a good coach. He, uh, you know, and we uh, we we lamented all year when we we weren't down to six eight teams to talk about. We lamented all year how many idiots are running fucking NFL franchises from the sidelines here. So we're thankful, I think, for good coaches a little bit, even if they are a little douchey. I think uh, I do miss Mike McDaniel though. I I think that. Shanahan's the better coach. I think you saw that in the Cowboys game very clearly. I think that that edges it. And I think that the, the 49ers win 31 to 24 or something along those lines, right? Because like a good defense versus a good offense, the good defense bends, but it doesn't break. You're not shutting out the Eagles. You're not keeping them to single digit points. It's just not happening. We're not in that era of the yeah. season anymore. It's just not going to happen. So you got to score more than them, and I think that you got to manage the game better. If the Eagles win, man, they're they're scoring forty. You know what I mean? Like it's and this defense is going. What the fuck? I thought we were good. You know, there's, there's really See, a, when when you think back on this season, right? If if we were to do like a recap, I bet you throughout the season the most positive things we said were about these four teams. And, yeah. and and we well, were I don't know if we were that high on the Eagles to be honest with you. But, but they were, bro. They were number one on my power rankings for yeah, most yeah, of no, the no. season. Fair, 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 fair. You know what I mean? So like, yes, we 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 didn't have faith in them to actually pull it off. I still but, don't. Like, 
throughout, <laughs> throughout throughout the season, these were the best four teams. There's, right. I, I don't think there's any doubt in that. But I, I was going to ask you, for me, you already know who it is. It's the Bengals. Who are you most confident in out of all four teams? It, it, just eye test watching football. What team do you actually think can pull this off and win this? It's a, it's a really hard question. I think you can guess what my answer is going to be. It's super close. If it wasn't for the youth and inexperience at the quarterback position for the 49ers, I would be saying the 49ers. I really would. They're it's so still talented. the Chiefs. They're so ta- it's yeah. It's still the Chiefs. I mean, I I I I really get that that's not like a very fun take, and it's not like I I get that it's the old money like perspective on things, and I get that it's a little bit like, well, they're just clearly the best team. Like if we were just doing the Madden ratings, they're just clearly the best team. But I think you in in as, as in a situation where you have four really good coaches, Andy Reid's the best coach. I think there's in a situation where you have four really good quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. I think in a situation where you have four really good overall teams, if you take the 10 best players from each team, I still think the Chiefs have the 10 best players. Like I I think they have multiple running back options. They have the best tight end in the league. And I think that's huge in today's NFL. They have uh, very, very solid wide receivers. Uh, Yeah. Sure, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, but like Juju Smith-Schuster is like making an impact. I think that Valdez Scantling is very good. Uh, I think that their defense is underrated, if that makes any sense. Like, I think that it's a decent sure. defense that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, I think it's really well schemed. It might not have the Nick Boff Boses or Minka Fitzpatrick's or or you know, uh, uh, like it, it doesn't have the studs that your elite defenses have that that we've been having a lot of fun watching to this point but it's it's got a bunch of seven out of ten guys and i think that that is like a very super bowl winny type of defense when you have the kind of chiefs offense that you have in saying that the logical want to be right on the record in the microphone version of me wants to say the chiefs and number two for that version of me would be the 49ers but i have to say if I was to say who I want to win this whole thing, is Joey B, baby. <laughs> like I want him to just do it. I just, I do. I, I love the guy. I love the fact that him and Jamar Chase have been fucking boys since college and been sick as a tandem since college. I love the fact that he's like talking that shit. I love the fact that he has the number of the best team in the NFL. I love the fact that he is here to stay and we're going to be watching him be like, we're, we're, we're watching the, this next era emerge. Now, you know, like it's happening right before our eyes. And as much as I had so much fun in the Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning era, that's gone now. It's gone. And and it's it's this time is way for better, him. by the way, way better. There's so much more swag. The product just is so better. much. The product is just better. so much yeah. better that. Yeah. But like Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, all those dudes were so plastic and had no personality. And like they're yeah. all like. You know what I mean? Like the team got, bro, these dudes don't give a fuck. And it's amazing. Yeah. They don't really care about their media training as much, which I like, you know? And I think what they're, what we're seeing too is like, these are people who understand that their brand matters. They're, 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 they understand that they're, if their brand is singular, then they, they make more money and and they have more fans. And you're, you're not in the TV era. You're not, it's not as important anymore when uh, Aaron Andrews sticks a microphone in front of your face as it is what, kind of TikTok 
thing you hit. You know what I mean? Like what kind of trend you hit? And Joey B, Joe Burrow, Joe Swag, Mr. Steal Your Girl, he is the TikTok quarterback. Like that guy makes content on his own, like just by being himself. So he like you watching him is just so much fun. And like if you don't like him, you you're either a Steelers, Ravens or Browns fan or you hate joy. Those are your two options. Like if you don't like, you know, and listen, Steelers, Ravens, Browns fans, I you're more than welcome to hate him. That's your prerogative. Like that's you're you're welcome to it. You should. In fact, if you're being a good fan of your team, you should lie to yourself for the next 10 years about Joe Burrow and think he's a douche. That's what you should be doing. You owe that to your franchise. But if you're anyone else. You got to be riding this train, baby. <laughs> it's fun. Joe Burr. <laughs> All right. On that note. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, that's it. I think it's the Chiefs. Hope it's the, the Bengals. So, well, actually, one last question on the Chiefs, yeah, yeah. right? How close are they to becoming? So, they're almost underachievers if they don't win it this year, right? They're, they're, this, this isn't... So, everyone thought this was their decade, right? This was supposed to be the, the, the Chiefs era. If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, they just have one and a lot of failed trips. Am I wrong? Yeah, I I, I mean, it's so tough, right? Because like you're probably going to have all those Andy Reid people coming out of the woodwork again and being like, we'll see. We'll see when he's clearly a fucking guru, you know? Yeah, he's and, good. and it's annoying. It's like every it's team very... would be lucky to have a fucking Andy. I yeah, fucking dude, it's wish just Mike stupid. Like it's, it's people Reed. just like looking at uh it, it's people who visit the sport say that you know the people who come and go not people who really live it and understand it that that say shit like that like and i don't just i just don't take that opinion seriously they're they're not going anywhere though bob you know like if they don't win this year they're still going to be sick <laughs> like next year it's just the way it is and i love the competition if i think the bills are way more likely to get painted with that brush though like yeah. What's up? What's up in Buffalo? Like they're they they should they should have won this year. They should have at least gone to the show. You know, they they got beat in the divisional round, dude. Like for all the talk, wagon, 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 wagon. Like, are we going a little easy on them then? If if we shit on the fucking Chiefs for not winning a Super Bowl this year, are we going a little easy on the Bills? Because motherfuckers, what did I say at the start of the season? Motherfuckers were comparing Joe uh fucking Josh, Josh Allen, Allen and, and, and fucking and Pat Mahomes this year right off the bat. For what? For what? How? How did he enter that conversation? Yeah. No. He's talented, but Joe Burrow's the guy in that conversation. That's very clear. And we, I was saying this at the start of the year, right? So I don't know, man. Help me out here. Like, if you, I guess my, my honest answer to that question is if, yes, yes, they're underachievers for what they have. Yes. But it's not because they're not good enough. It's because all these other motherfuckers sprouted up, right? Like, what? Are the 2000s Patriots winning as many Super Bowls if Joey B's around? Are they winning as many Super Bowls if fucking if 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 uh, if if the NFL looks the way it looks right now? If there's this much talent, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to win a fucking Super Bowl, dude. Like that just is. It's it's definitely harder now than it was before. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's so many good teams. There's so much talent. No, you're right about that. Okay, it's just I I heard that narrative a few times this week, and I was like, so lazy. It's 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 like can we can we can we really? 
it's the Patriots. You know, honestly, like I hate that we're on a Boston sports podcast because like the Patriots really ruins that, right? Yeah, like it, it's it's really because that's the expectation now. Is that that's I mean? right. Is it's like Which if is, you're a dynasty, like, you got You got to dominate. You got to win. Such an anomaly. So yeah, yeah. I guess that's I mean that was an incredible to. feat. What they did in that era. yeah, like, that was insane. You can't expect anyone to ever come close to that again. I mean, no. you look you look at like the best dynasties ever. It's like two or three in four years. The Patriots yeah. won six and fucking twelve, whatever. Yeah, and also like you know, as annoying as it is, that will probably never be replicated. So right. if if you how can both things be true? If you look at that era and you know that that'll never be replicated. How can you also hold teams to that standard? You know what I mean? Like that's, that doesn't make any sense. So I think we all just need, I think you're exact. I think you have the nail on the head actually right there, because I think we all need to sort of recalibrate, recalibrate our expectations, yeah. be happy that there's a shitload of competition in, in both divisions. Be happy that uh, we have dogs at the quarterback position in a quarterback driven league. Be happy that we have unbelievable skill players still left in this playoffs. And quite frankly, just be happy that you get to watch the best show on TV every weekend. And it sounds like we work for the NFL because I honestly, I think they're monsters, but God damn, if they don't have me hooked, they gave me a little baggie through the fence in elementary school. And I haven't stopped putting it right in my veins ever since. It's like, it's like, it's like the nation's pharmaceutical companies. Oh you know my God. I mean? they, like, they got me, they hooked, me. bro, but like, they they're me. monsters. Yeah. I'm, cr- I'm crushing up the NFL and sprinkling it on my blunts at night. It's just the way it is. So on that note uh, from uh, myself, from the real BK bug. One more. We got we got wonderful one one more NFL show this year. How fucking sad is that? No, no. We're doing two more. a Super Bowl show. Two more. So two more. We're we'll doing do, we'll do pre and post. Okay. So yeah, pre and post. Yeah. We're doing it. We're doing a Super Bowl show for sure. So for the uh third to last NFL show, the MTP season, what was the power ranking show? What was the the wild card round show? What is the divisional round show? And what next will be the conference championship show and Super Bowl preview show? It's a good rundown. Yeah. Uh, from myself, DK Sizzle, from the real BK Bob Kelly, from our wonderful, eccentric, beautiful producer, Craig Delisandro, and all of us here at the MTP family. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Adieu. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid.
Futurecast.